Hey there, all you super fans. Today is a very special episode. Well, I think every episode is very special because we love the music so much. Today's episode is Primus Selling the Seas of Cheese. 
don't just want to skateboard for some reason every time you hear Primus? I, I, I feel like grinding on something. Well, I am Scott Allen, as always your host, as well as super producer Chris Myers. Yep. And today we have super fan Justin McIrvin. Hello. And Justin is a super fan because um, he always talks about Primus like in some sort of like cult setting where it's like, oh, dude, you, you didn't hear this album? It's like, yeah, yeah. This is one of those bands that are, uh, it's, it's a nerdy band. You know what I mean? It's, it's very nerdy. Does anyone get what I'm saying? No? Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. me like, what you call me? They're intellectuals. What you call me? Yeah. Um, I was thinking more of just the, uh, the way the music sounds. And I guess, yeah, intellectuals, like they built their musics. They're, they built their songs in these weird structures. Yeah. These, I don't even know what to call it, you know? Um, I believe one of the first times I like really sat down and listened to Primus was probably LimeWire. And I believe off to the side where it like lists the genre, it just said Primus. That's like, it's, uh, it's its own genre. Like what else do you call it? I've seen um, that. Other, th- uh, other genres that have been called is funk metal. I can see that too. That's getting right to the point. Um, but as always, let's break it down to the first time we heard Primus. And let's start with Justin. And the first time I heard Primus, I guess, was Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Okay, that's probably the same. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jerry same. was the race car driver. Did it. Yep, that's yeah. all of us. And then from there, I mean, shoot, I guess. Movies. Yeah, movies, yeah. skate videos. And then, and then I just kind of fell in love with them in high school, man. Listened to them hardcore, hardcore from there. Like yeah. right around the same time Chris and me did. Well, someone... Um, it was... Uh, yeah. Tony Hawk was in uh, September 29th of 1999, so that was probably around... That time is when we all kind of heard it. 14? Well, yeah, that, Rage Against the Machine, yeah. and all that shit. Oh, yeah, Rage, too. Yeah, yeah. that was a great soundtrack, Tony yeah. Hawk. I feel like y'all probably well, talked yeah, about we, that before, right? I think we got the Rage from... Um, the Matrix. I mean, and I believe that, like, that was 1999 too. Anthrax. We got, the Anthrax yeah. Public Enemy song was on that album. Yeah. Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, dude. That would be. I oh, should do that episode. That we know. Uh, That'd be a suicidal good tendencies. You know, that's yeah. the first time I ever heard suicidal. A you know? lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff. Even the Rancid song, I still enjoy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even like not doing everything yeah, I can. Pretending I'm <laughs> Superman. Dude, yeah. Just going through that glass. All right. <laughs> you know, in that first Benny the warehouse uh, fucking level. Oh, judo kicking. Wow. I knew that was going to be the case for all of us. And um, yes, what an iconic album. And most of those bands just gave away those songs for free to this game. And was like, because these were kind of like newer bands. This is obviously Primus's third album. Uh, when did this come out? 1990 what? The exact release is May 14th, 1991. Anyone? Jeez, I thought it'd be a little higher up, but um, wow, because them starting off in like ninety uh, eighty nine, right? Uh, yeah, they started kind of early eighty four. Oh, was like oh their, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, and well, then suck on this. Four years later, and then yeah. four years later, but they did. They, yeah. There was also, you know, the previous iteration of the band Sausage, Sausage which then right. you lose the guitar player and and drummer, keep less Claypool. Add two new members and then just re you become Primus. Yeah, Primate originally, oh, and then yeah. Primus. It's all a fucking uh, Which is, art project. Yeah, it's almost like yeah. a clue to Devo. You know, like Devo, the de-evolution. Uh, that's what 
it's almost like the same type of band, you know? A bunch of college friends got together and, you know, made music for yeah. the sake of art. This mm-hmm. sausage claymation of uh, brains and, and uh, so how many other things are in here? Eyeballs? Uh, yeah. they, they <laughs> oysters? Did. I think there's oysters in here as well. Uh, there, there's a, a bucket and a head sometimes. Yeah. Like, uh, man, it gets... Yeah. There's a lot of bands. There's a lot no, of bands. To name all his stuff, we would be yeah. here all day. The Claypool day. definitely has his hands in a lot of yeah. shit, you know? They, um, the they Delirium. T- wow. That Sausage did come out with an album. So who, if anyone's interested to hear what they did sound like before the Primus incarnation, they did go be, get back together and release... Uh, Riddles are abound tonight. That's yes. such a good album. I love that album. Yeah, you had it, right? Yeah, April I listen to it all the time. Yeah. yeah. April 94, and then the original lineup was in 88. Yeah. And I remember Justin telling me all this stuff, and yeah, me just sitting there like, I don't Prelude care. Prelude to Fear? It's such a Why great album. Yeah. <laughs> Prelude to Fear was, oh, God, dude. That whole album. Yeah. I love that fucking album. Primus was just a little too weird for me to deep dive into it when I was uh, younger. Yeah. I was well, just I mean, more in the, like, tool. I was thrash metal. To yeah. The it's not extent. like so you were that's into. a way different level. Yeah. It's not like you were into bad music or anything. You just weren't into Primus I had at the my, time. I had my Primus know? songs, but I never had like a Primus album yeah. that I listened to all the time. And then I remember somehow I always got free CDs when I was a kid. And someone just gave me. Miscellaneous debris. Pretty much like most of their catalog mm. like everything i think yeah you I had think miscellaneous debris you had the Besides brown Ford, album and i think you had anti-pop um, what is it the one yeah anti-pop with lacquerhead yeah i yeah. don't think i had that one in whenever there. no you, you traded me the most Bowl. of those yeah Shout out to that album because it's you it traded was in me this that. month's anniversaries but we picked sailing because it's more well known and we could talk about Punch Bowls. I think that was right after this. Dude, I love that's that's my favorite Primus album. That's it for me. But I knew we were gonna go over this uh, if we talked about it. Miscellaneous was after this, but it's yeah, not really Miscellaneous uh, Debris. Okay. And that was also the same album that, what you that had, had like four songs on it? Something I mean, like that, yeah. Five. Money. There's a bunch of weird Oh yeah. 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 Or have a cigar. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Have yeah. a cigar. Oh, um, they do great covers. But then pork sodas after that. So no. it's a little bit no, before, before we get to Tales. Jesus yeah. Christ. Never mind then. I guess we could have done Tales. No, Tales was That was one of the on. albums I was Southbound, re- yeah. back in there. It was yeah. a really heavy album. That was so probably my good. favorite yeah. because I was like, wow, this album's really heavy like compared to their other ones. But it also had the pop stuff in there too. You know, you had Winona's Big Brown Beaver. You had um, you had some real poppy songs on there also. You know, Punch Bowl is still... One of their famouser albums, you know. And isn't yeah. Pork Soda like kind of a rock and roll album? Or am I, I think, thinking of anti-pop? I think Pork Soda is probably more successful than Seize the Cheese. It's got more rock, kind of like you're saying. It's more focused, maybe because yeah, it's you more have to like the point. My name is Mud, Bob, DMV. I think I'm thinking Mr. Of Crinkle. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of more like you know, I guess more focused kind of album. No, Antipop was almost their more experimental, more, like yeah. like heavy rock. That was like, like really heavy. That, yeah. that one just seemed like a very structured, like, like every I, song had the same structure. If I had to call it something, I would call it. Doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, the same yeah. with Slayer. It's or, the calling. Yeah. 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 It's like they tried to give it a bit of a harder edge. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I think that's like, what the musical zeitgeist saying, was at like, the time. Yeah. Kind of where it always goes. Um, where, where do you even get started with all this? Because it's uh, a lot to unpack, but at the same time, I kind of feel like we do need a break out of our 
genre of music because yeah. this is right there in the middle of everything we've ever had a conversation about on this podcast. Well, not only these people I was gonna say these share people, each other. We we talked about ministry yeah. last time and how like those Jeez. members share and yeah. stuff. This is another type of thing where like another four there's band so many bands four drummer yeah. band. That's what this is. There another was, four drummer band. If there was a web of like these members and where they've been and stuff, you know what I mean? It like goes just like all these other sort of bands. Huh, are you talking like six degrees though? Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah, so in music, cool. it's always two degrees. Everyone's two <laughs> degrees from each other in music. I can prove it right now because I, I believe you. We talked about what was it? Fucking um, ministry and the drummer for Lard. And years and later, it's related to Tad. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. how does Tad it, fit in with in ministry? Get this: <laughs> Taylor Swift in 2013, he yeah. recorded a song with her. So there you go. Two degrees from ministry to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Two. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because drummers are like that, you know? And that's why there is four like drummers that. on this bitch. Well, that and then, well, like, the minute. Like, and you these have drummers are very talented, man. Tim Alexander. And, Whoa. You know, yeah. like, They're always in high demand. A really talented um, drummer. You're talking almost like yeah. fucking, God, what's his name? Neil Pert, like, level of drumming, man. Like, Tim Alexander, Tim Herb is fucking his an picture incredible looked drummer. No, I, I was like, I don't imagine him looking like that when I was doing some research. Dude, could you He's really imagine own, uh, any cider, of those guys yeah. looking what's like he? that? I should have hit him up for the interview, yeah. but I was feeling real heartbroken about the Paul Barker still, um, so. Maybe next time. Uh, Reach out. But yeah, he's he's personally doing. We'll, we'll get into that later. But he's got his own things, and um, let's talk about I guess Tony I, Hawk. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, for this album, this being their second studio album, and it's their major label debut album. Yeah, holy fuck! You know what I mean? What a what a fun album too. Like, I, I sometimes I always look at these episodes like, man, is this a fucking chore? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I gotta sit down and listen, and like really listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't just like kind of fuck off unless I know the album that well. But this was like, um, have I, did, did I listen to this album all the way? You know, I asked myself that. I was like, did I, have I heard this from start to, yes, I have. Yeah. I was this like, was, oh, right. Because this is one of those albums people will put on at a party for whatever fuck reason, you yeah. know. There was I, one guy that was like, put on Primus. I remember getting this album and this was one of the first, <laughs> this was one of the first ones I remember actually listening to all the way through, you know what I'm saying? Like, the artwork, flipping through it, the lyrics, you know, all that stuff. This was one of the first I can remember visually going through and picking apart as far as, like, just the album itself. The booklet. Um, the booklet and stuff. So iconic. Yeah. I, you see it everywhere. Plus, yeah. it makes me hungry for cheese. Yeah. Cheese whiz. It's very uh, um, Wallace and Gromit looking. Kind yeah. Of, you know what I mean? It's, it's always even the, Even the music video, yeah. which the music video for Jerry ends with this, like, claymation sort of thing and it's very Wallace and Gromit looking stop and motion. Some of those album covers were like that same way, you know, like we talked about pork soda pork and soda, yeah. still have that same look and they then do, yeah. The one with the mosquito on the front of it's it. Very nineties. Uh, that's very, miscellaneous debris. Oh, that's it's not a mosquito, okay. it's a fly. But oddly enough, man, that's one of the things I do not like about them. Like Primus, I because it like, looks so '90s, cheap and corny. I like it. Reminds me of Celebrity pun. Deathmatch. Yeah, I like. I that. love that look. I, I do. Totally I like love that, claymation. No matter it what, also it can be weird and creepy, especially whenever in the 90s they do like Devil Went to Georgia. Yeah, that's good too. 
Yeah. But what I didn't like is how the bubble surfers do their album covers sometimes too, and it looks like a '90s printer just came off, like '80s. Yeah. Bad <laughs> picture. Yeah. Tell us from the punch bowl. Yeah. Like that. It's a Rem- bad Rembrandt pussy whore. You're like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, I was like, well, update it. Rembrandt's not that bad. It's, it's just a leg. Like, I know, I like, I like but it looks leg. like that. Where it's just like it looks yeah. like it's photocopied yeah. and then photocopied yeah. again. Well, it probably I was. It. That shit was like made of like Office Max, I and know. they like took it in and were like, "This is what we wanted it to look like." Dude, that's their sixth studio. I know. Album. And the studio <laughs> were like looking at it. Well, that's probably what they fucking did. Interscope fucking records. I know. Dixling in money at the nineties. That's what makes it so fucking funny and ironic because they spent it all on LSD, right? Yeah. Or Fucking green fucking sleep amps, you know? But every Primus album really hasn't taken itself seriously, even to this day. Like, Green Nagahide and, you know... Fucking The Seven. The Seven. Like, they're all... <laughs> it's so, about a kid's book. But, I mean, the Makes covers me themselves, they, they never do anything <laughs> that's, like... Like, clap... You're not even clap, but just safe, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's they also... Might have been that one. What? Well, anti-pop might have been that what? or brown yeah. I would think I would brown think brown album. album is probably the safest yeah. doesn't that have uh, mama's big brown beaver? but it's also no, it, no that's tells yeah but it's also not their like, know nothing about <laughs> best album brown album you, yeah you brown album drummer, has over the falls I right I had that album I think I just gave it to you yeah because but I don't you know. hated it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah this ain't Slayer no. Uh, but no, for their this album being their second album, and it's like like we were saying, I'm this much acclaim. Well, dude, it went <laughs> big swinging. I mean, yeah. Tony Hawk money. Yeah. Well, what year? Or did lack it come of out? money, but I mean, <laughs> would have made money. What year did you say it came out? Ninety one or no, yeah, ninety one. Ninety one. Well, it went gold in ninety three, and it went certified yeah. platinum in two thousand one. So Damn, it yeah, took that dude. Long. Like, I mean, gold well, like, in 93, that's two years. It's one of the, I some think that's why it's still like some a, cl- stay two weeks. a but this is, album. Yeah, you know this I mean? is yeah. Primus. This is like, Primus is more like Frank Zappa or Rush. Like, they don't really hit these kind well, of numbers, you know? Uh, kind of, uh, Especially as popular so. as this. Yeah. This album is, that's why you said y'all picked this, is because it's their popular album, you know? Has their most popular songs on it. Well, it's, it's popular, uh, you know, acclaim. As far as like yeah, uh, it's, critical it's, reception, it's part of pop culture for sure. Pop culture, it's day. their second, yeah, it's their major no label what. debut, and it's you know of this much acclaim. Years later, yeah. like going through the like all a lot of these songs were used like in. You know, I mean, I'm looking at the reviews right now. They're all, I mean, five, four and a half, four stars. But, they're all the, way up there. The so pop good. culture, yeah. like you know it. You know, travels from TV shows to current of True Detective all the way to video games. Yeah. And then even in the games that they're used, like, say, Rock Band or Rocket Rocksmith, you know, what are those games? Those games are you're mimicking the player. You're trying to recreate the song. So why the Primus is used? On that. Yeah, what? Primus <laughs> is used in these games because of how technical they yeah, are. Yeah, because it like, like breaks it. Exactly. That, like level yeah. five in Rock That's Band. A, You're like, oh my god, Rock Band has the bass part. To Jerry was a. That's race what writer. makes that so joke like, on the Primus oh, episode oh, so oh, funny. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah, you're playing Buckethead acoustic. Yeah. So like they they crossed over in this in that like sense of like the Rush and the Zappa where it's. Too technical for your mainstream, yeah, but it's, it's also more prog rock, like yes, but it's also like and simple, over time, like, yeah, not over time, it ages poppy like enough wine. for yeah. it to be able to catch on a mass claim, yeah, dude. Did you guys know that there was another guitar player on this album? 
Yeah, there's a lot of people on this album. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of freaking weird. Well, I mean, four of, drummers on this album. Who, the two out skin, the four skin drum. Four <laughs> drummers with the wool on the deluxe album. Four drummers. I was like, well, this why guy. Why did you need that many? The guy yeah. that also did the melody for Tommy the Cat, his name's Todd Huth. Huth. And bro, he fucking also did drum machine on there. So there's five drummers, huh? It's it's a bunch of nuts. Oh, yeah. he was he was actually originally in Primus before Ladon. Whenever they were calling themselves Primus, what they've all in said. They, all these people apparently have are a member of Primus. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, bro. I mean, I was like what? So was fucking what's his name? The weirdest trivia of Primus at all. Fucking um, Kirk Hammock. You know, him and Les Claypool played in bands together. They went to high school together. Sure, why not? They well, live I mean, in California, man. Yeah, they went to school together. They play in bands together. You've ever watched Making a Monster whenever, like, they're trying out for the bass players? The best one is Les Claypool comes in and auditions, and he's just, like, you know, doing Les Claypool, but Les they, Claypool and Metallica don't really mend well together. Didn't they put out a single of a couple of their songs, like uh, Metallica and Les Claypool? Like, two or three recorded tracks of... Songs they wrote because I remember hearing them jam way before. I've heard Metallica kind of play, or I mean, Primus play Metallica songs. I don't know if. Yeah. Maybe like, like Metallica maybe like plays Kirk, Primus I think songs. Kirk though. may have jammed with less. Yeah, yeah, some, tons of times. Yeah. But I, I don't think like how you said it. Like I think Metallica probably can't play Primus songs, but Primus I definitely played Metallica oh, songs. Yeah. I've, Metallica I've at heard this point Primus fucking, do Metallica songs. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think Metallica could probably play anything they want at this point. About that, they play every single. Well, no, but I don't know. And well, I mean, they do have the bass player right now. Throughout all their careers, right now would be the bass player. Probably, but Tony, whatever. I mean, with Infectious Groove, Larry and Tim were less is like the star of the band in the sense because he's he he himself has skyrocketed as a pop culture icon, cult icon. Whereas you know. Tim would probably be the next in line and then Larry right yeah. after of yeah. the three members. But still, the other two that are overlooked a lot of the time are throwing down and have their own. Like you're saying, he's coming from Possessed. You would never tell that Larry is from this band because it's he's a fucking well, he's doing, metal band. Yeah. He's doing well, the weirdest <clears throat> guitar Do you want to hear some Possessed? And <laughs> then Dude. you would say Tim's from like his background. You'd be like, what? It, it, yeah, drum it, lines are so weird. The in drum all fills sense, and, in all sense, this band should not work. Like Primus yeah. should not work on paper or like regardless. And then, you know, it just all comes together so perfectly and fluently. But it, it almost seems to me like it's three leads. Like there is no rhythm. Like they all find the rhythm together, but they're three, they're all three playing the lead. Well, on you know? this uh, particular case, it's the guitar player that takes the rhythm. He always just holds down the fort while the bass is jumping. But he also does some I mean, crazy, and the drums, like, uh, just bam, move bam, on top bam, of where... Bam, bam, bam. For the like, last track, so, uh, sorry, or not... Um, just, Jerry was a race car driver. You can take that one. That is three is, leads all playing luck, together. You know, that, I would too. say that's that, bam, bam, that's bam, bam, more bam. the bass holding that down. Yeah, well, that, that one. That particular yeah. song, but Because, like, like, that just rhythmic, it just carries Sergeant the whole... Sergeant Baker, yeah. you know. But Sergeant Baker, on the other hand. The caliber of musicians in this band, man, they... They're all technical virtuosos, and they all play lead, but they do it so well it comes together. Whoa, did you know that the um, the the 2013 Deluxe Edition, the bonus track, is American Life, and it was recorded at Bass Concert Hall in Austin, Texas in 2012. 
Why did yeah. they pick that place out of all the places in the world? Well, that's the show that me and Chris were at. That's what I was saying. I didn't know that's what you were talking yeah. about. Oh, wow. Yeah, got the I had no idea. right there on the wall. Yeah. I was like, isn't that the show? Yeah, yeah I know we, you, you brought it up, yeah, yeah. but yeah, dude, I, they, I didn't know that it was on the album. I didn't yeah. know so why you all are on the album. Damn. Technically. Did you scream? Real loud, you were like, "Yeah, play we it." It was gorgeous. I mean, it's we sat, we sat probably the exact same place that me and you sat whenever we went and saw Faith No More. Way up in the balcony, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, we were up on that the what do they call it? The mezzanine. It's like the balcony above the balcony. I thought, I thought we were pretty. We were close, yeah. But I mean, I we remember. just had good. I, seats. I just remember Dude. the visuals being insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, remember the seats. Songs. Yeah, we were wearing those fucking three D goggles. Yeah, not those exact ones, but real ones. Like it was, it was a good show. It was a good Mark, experience. Mark and his fucking friend ate too much edibles, and yeah, like halfway was... through the show, I looked over and Mark's just <laughs> too much head down, too much like, can't talk. <laughs> yeah. Edibles. Shit, rock your body, dude. Oh, yeah. Rock your body. Fucking huh. Mark just sitting there in the hell of Backstreet Boys while we're enjoying Primus 3D. Poor guy. Well, I think uh, Primus is primarily, uh, they sound the way they do. They make the songs, these great songs, and people still love to this day. It's for one reason, is that they're just playing to play, and it's no real reason other than that. You're just going out there. It's it's so careless, and it's supposed yeah, to be fun. If we weren't art, having fun, bro. we weren't going to do that, you know? Yeah. yeah. We talked about this in the Lard episode where... Um, I feel like Primus doesn't Lard compromise. Lard is only built on that. Yeah. You Those know? are usually some of my favorite bands, man. Like, I feel like if you're, like, selling your music just to commodify and sell it, and you're not doing it for the right reasons or just trying to make, like, legitimate art, just an original concept, an original piece of yourself, then I never really get behind it, man. Like, it's... It's hard to, like, listen to something that's been commodified so much, you know? It can work in both ways. Where it definitely it can, be can. Very good to do that so you can, like, polish this band. Yeah, that's what to an extent. Yeah. Like, pop music is, man. Well, a lot of metal does that, too. Like, polish themselves to a point to where they don't even sound like their oh, original previous self. You meant, like, yeah. the band polish. I meant, like, yeah. I meant like the monkeys. In, in this case, you know it's, I mean? it's, it is a... Like, where they're Primus formed. is, like, war. You know? You know? It's, it's an yeah. art project. It's a concept. It's, True uh, that. True it's that. supposed to be fun in every shape and way and form. Uh, but that's why they make such good songs, because it just comes naturally when you're having fun. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Um, it's just where it comes dude, from. This dude, Mark Quar. K-O-H-R. He uh, worked on the visual arts team on the booklet, and he is, his um, his title is Scenery and Cheese Coordinator. So that was all real cheese. My fucking Delicious. Delicious. All right, that being said, uh, let's get into our next song. What are we going to play? I think it's the main hit. Gary? Gary. Ooh. Ooh. Which, uh... Also, little fact here. Hey, Chris, what's a butt house? Foreskin drum. What's up with that? Right. They just make shit up. Or the puffster, the poofster. Oh my god, it's that's a uh, the drummer's nickname. Herb puffster. Yeah, the drummer from Faith No More. <laughs> Name's Puff. Oh, Puff. they're the Puffy. names. The yeah. so butt house they're, is someone's they're name. Code names. For recording purposes. Yeah, no, I, I see it now. Lesler, Puffster, uh, Poofster. So, uh, uh, a Poofster's a Pratter and a Pratter's a Puffster. The difference is one likes to suck it and one likes to eat it. 
Um, Jerry has a sample from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. See, uh, oh, we're going to play a game right here, see if y'all catch it. Dog will hunt. So <laughs> I already knew that. Uh, yeah. I knew that because the first time I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, I was like, oh, that's where they got it from. And that was yep. only like two years ago. Yeah, me and Scott. Oh we're I just learned. That shit, <laughs> Two yeah. years ago. Oh my God. All right. That fucking hanger. Woo. Let's do it. Heavy as shit. What an ending. Yeah, that was heavy as all balls, dude. That's kind of where I always fall with Primus. It's just like, this is weird. This is interesting. And I normally love that stuff. But as soon as it hits that, like, just. They always have, like, a song or two that's, like, fucking, like, almost heavy metal. Like, or has a break in it that's, like, heavy metal. Where they're going. Time signatures, fucking. um, All their stops um, and pauses. Just 
or just Ooh. where it just gets really like it just drops. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have those. Sometimes uh, it reminds me of Gojira, how they do those breakdowns, dude. Like just stopping themselves. Like My Name is Mud has that yeah. drop, has okay. a drop like that. Whoa. No. Um, let's see, another good example here. But yeah, just where there's like a couple of songs on the album where they just super balls to the wall. He's playing that, what, like six string bass and he's using that top string. Dreadlocked yeah. out. Um, do you think since they're making the remake of Tony Hawk Pro Skater, if you didn't know, now you know. I didn't um, know. I think they're gonna get the same no soundtrack. The they did confirmed it. Boom. <clears throat> the the thing that uh, like I'm looking forward to is maybe DLC with extending the soundtrack. You know, if they like extended to three and then you add songs from three and level packs and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. This is now turning into the, three is the another, big over game yeah. show, but. <laughs> There is another uh, like better than but two three or for four. Whatever you know reason. what I mean? Yeah. Like if they just start adding soundtrack what soundtracks and levels and stuff, because then you could have this I, this whole pack of just yeah. I had no classics. idea they were even redoing it. That's fucking awesome. It's just one and two. But. I mean, most of the time you can just link up your Spotify with your Xbox and go ahead and listen to whatever you want when you crawl around. That's Minecraft. the other thing. Yeah, you can just literally put on Spotify, go Dungeons. to the playlist of Tony Hawk while you play the game. Yeah. And if you didn't know, most of the time you can go on Spotify and someone has made a playlist of uh, a game or a movie if it hasn't been made already, right? Yeah. So, like, you can go there and find, like, I found absolutely obscure shit before, like, because they didn't have it there, but someone uploaded their playlist on Spotify, which is all this. And Yeah, you can do that. That was the best thing about Spotify, I thought. Wow, dude, this album went... To position 116 on the Billboard chart and then number two on the Heat Seekers albums Billboard chart. That's just more like, look at this band yeah. out of nowhere on fire on their first album. Whoa, watch out. Yeah. I think um, um, producers probably wanted them to just remake this album over and over. Give us another one. Yeah. yeah they're like, well, this is almost kind of like a con- mean, concept give me album. Jerry. Yeah. Um, what is it? So talking about some people and places, it was recorded January through February of 91. Kind of fits the like mold of like the two, three month recording, sometimes even a month. Yeah. Like, whoa. Weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it fits that similar mold. They didn't take years to do it. It wasn't like the Lard album. That was a very <laughs> like, mushed together like, album. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, uh, recorded at Fantasy Studios in uh, Berkeley, California. Um, this uh, It's known for Journey's Escape album and Green Day's Dookie. Kind of got some Did lame. all those assholes from these bands, uh, especially Les Claypool, not that he's an asshole, uh, go to Berkeley? Um, probably not, no. but more just they use the maybe the facilities at the camp. I heard like some rumor or something. He was like, yeah, man, that guy went to college to play bass. <laughs> I don't. I've never heard of him going and attending a school because he just seems like sort of like kind of back home type of person. He just kind of maybe picked it up. I assumed. I've never really he dug. Well educated. You know? Well, yeah, I think that yeah. But as far as just like musical wise, I don't know if he like I'm was properly right trained or in any yeah, way. Yeah, it was probably just I picked it up. They were saying well, like, his style is so yeah. unique. How do you teach that? What, what song did it say that the odd timeness uh, signature of eleven eight? It's in the song eleven. <laughs> That's my favorite song. 
Um, that is a great song. I, that's a weird thing because I was just thinking about uh, eleven eight time signatures the other day, and I was like, "Man, that's a dumbass time signature." <laughs> so uh, eleven beats in uh, a measure of I don't want to explain it right now, but um, yeah, like that's what I was saying. It was like, wow, very math core ish, making them very nerdy because it's very experimental, and and your first listen to sometimes. Not talking about the hits on this album, but your first, you know, initial or um, yeah, what no, you he, think uh, he never when you first heard school. this album. It's just weird, you know, for someone that's not into this yeah. type of music. Very obscure. Um, never went to school? Nope. He did not go to school for music. Him and... Self-taught. Yeah, him and... Um, oh, God, what's his name? From Metallica. They went to high school together, but... For <clears throat> Kamek? Yep. Yeah, that's where their relationship kind of... Uh, starts um, some more on that fantasy studios. It kind of is like a record company too, but uh, they just used it for the studios that were in it. But that company did sign Credence Clearwater and uh, the revival, of, the revival. Whoa. And um, love that fucking CCR. So that kind of blew up everything. You know, you signed CCR, you kind of get your yeah. you know, build out You're your done. studio. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, so did Primus, Thanks to CC, there wouldn't be a sailing that sees the cheese without a CCR. This is the. That's pretty fucking cool, man. <laughs> two degrees uh, from yeah. Primus to CCR. Yeah. No, two degrees I away. I would have never believed that. One degree. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, today, it's um, a part of Concord Music Group. So it's, I believe the facility still exists. Uh, oh, no. They uh, closed it in 2018. But it did, again, feature, you know, uh, Primus, Green Day, Santana. And this is at Berkeley. Uh, Journey, yes. Uh, Berkeley, California. Um, and, uh, yeah, Rancid, uh, Iggy and the Stooges. So a bunch a bunch, bunch of people have come. And that's not like the tip um, major bands, but it just goes on Counting Crows. Oh, wow. Wyclef John, even, you know. <laughs> Wyclef? Wyclef. So, I love uh, the why. Just, I think we've, in all the stuff we've talked about, too, in all the albums, very few of these studios still exist. Yeah, A lot of I them mean, have closed down. Well, isn't that the whole point of uh, and, uh, Goddamn Sound City? It was the whole point. It was like he was going and, like, he it, bought that board and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he made us look like assholes when he went to the ACL and, like, the piano that what yeah. was it, Ray Charles or was it Stevie Wonder played? I think it was Ray Charles. Yeah. Like Just that. covered up and, like, thrown back in the corner. Like, no one gave a shit about it. Made us all look like assholes. But, like you were saying, or, just or, like you know. Girl. I thought you were nice. Go on. Well, I mean, recording technology has changed. It's so easy for people just to do it at home that, like, who really other sometimes than, like... You're missing... Sometimes you're missing the the, yeah, the, the magic of what can happen in the other, studio. Yeah, but who other than Things an actual... Things can get very generic. Yeah, but who other you know? than an actual professional musician needs to go to a studio these days? We carry studios well, in our fucking pockets. Here, here's another thing, too. You know? Going to the studio and working with a producer helps you become a better musician because... You can learn things about yourself that you never realize. Yeah, you're, you're talking Horn, about professional yeah. musicians. Horn well, wouldn't be the band that they are without going to a studio. They did it at home. Slayer, they, Rick I don't know Rubin, what they would sound like. like you know what I mean? Well, when yeah. you're, some of these labels have their own studio. And so that's the thing. Like, well, this one of those fantasy records happened to have fantasy studios. 
a clever so, name. Where it's like, well, Capitol Records and then, ca- you know, the big yeah. cylinder building has the studio inside it. So if you're a Capitol artist, you can go record in this building that Beach Boys, have, or the same room as the Beach Boys because we haven't changed it and we own it. That's pretty fucking you know, cool. Type of a thing, whereas like... I mean, Brian Wilson random, was throwing like yeah. fucking orchestras yeah. and shit together. It, Brian it, Wilson got real weird with it. If it's like a random room, like a random studio that's not owned by a, a major label or even a label to back it, then more susceptible to closing down you got to really rely on like putting out hits yeah you got to record that band's got to sound really good and they got to someone didn't kind of like this weird relationship the band has to succeed for the late the right even the studio to succeed not even the label but the label has to get people into that studio to make that studio survive someone wasn't doing their fucking job properly you know they weren't out signing the right bands they were not on the pulse, you know, they didn't have the zeitgeist, you know, they lost yeah. it or whatever. Because you could book the right studio, but then have the wrong band. Yeah, you're never going to succeed. You turn out something yeah. that didn't sell more than 50,000 copies. Yeah. You, I see but, it failed. but it sounded fucking awesome. So when did they and go maybe, under? Maybe, you know, years What's from now. Fantasy, when did Fantasy go under? Because it says it started in 71 and that they did Journeys. Like they, they were a pretty awesome studio. When did it go under? Uh, well, they merged. They did all these mergers, which is oh. thing. But so the studio is still there. The studio they would permanently never closed yeah. in 2018. Uh, but it was someone has okay. to salvage that music. That's the thing. So yeah, like in 2004, they were merged with Concord Music Group. But then, who who is Con- isn't Concord part of Americana? Concord is a part of. Bearings Assistant Management, that's their parent company, and they're a private company, Concord Music. But they're in Beverly Hills. They do, um, uh, let's see, they kind of have like a lot of weird shit under their name. Um, Look for some. James Taylor, Allison Cross, Ben Harper. Nice. Booker T. Jones, Ken, George Benson, Kenny G, oh, Steve, Martin, uh, Steve Martin, Alejandro Escovedo. Um, no, none of these names. John Coltrane, John Fogarty, Frank Sinatra, Credence, Ray Charles, well, Miles Davis, Little Richard. That one. I was like, what? Come on, Mike. Yeah. So the, oh, yeah. They got, a, they got some stuff. Daft Punk. Their their songwriting roster. So they kind of have a lot of stuff. Publishing yeah. roster, songwriting roster. No, so whenever they did combine, it was probably a pretty good thing for the studio up until 2018. But like I said, like, poor studios are going to keep dying like this because, I mean. Piss poor fucking management, dude. That's why Primus probably jumped the fucking ship. Did they? like, Interscope, here we come. (laughs) Well, Well, yeah, well, they were on Interscope for this. Yeah. Really? This was their first major. I thought this was signed under whatever. No, they just recorded it at Fantasy Studios. But a label was Interscope. Caroline was what? their first label for Frizzle Fry, but then they got signed to Interscope after that for sailing. Which totally makes sense, right? When you think of like all the bands that were on Interscope Records, like they just no, Primus fits in there. Yeah, as well. I was say they, they get their do, original yeah. content. Dude. Yeah, isn't that the same dude that went on to make Apple Music <laughs> and Beats with Dre? Yep. Yeah, that dude, right? Fucking genius. Wearing Beats right now, and they're okay. No. <laughs> I'm wearing trash headphones and they're terrible. So, uh. I did go back and forth between them. I was like, they don't sound any better than my 
whatever fucking Marshall headphones. And I was like, yeah, they do. And Dude, those Marshall right headphones are pretty these. fucking cool, though, man. I like those things. These are still better. Yeah. Well, they should be for the amount of money. Fuck, yeah, man, that's what I'm rich. saying. Yeah. Super money, bro. First fucking billionaire, bro. Talking about fucking the first African-American billionaire, anyways. Dr. Dre. Oh, dude, controversy. <laughs> it's true. He was the first one for selling beats to Apple. It's more. True. That's more than Michael Jackson ever made? A billion dollars? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think Joe Rogan's worth a billion dollars? At, nope. Not, no, not even close. Not getting there, huh? Not billion with a b, b-, 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 b- for beats. I thought selling from all those vitamins, man. <laughs> all those vitamins and UFC money. I don't know. Fight Island, dude. Uh, Fight Island, dude. Fight I want to see it so bad. Island, Do you know about like, this? What? So Fight Island. So the UFC. Oh, yeah. 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 The like Jeez. get a private island and yes. just fucking go ham. Fight Island <laughs> is real. Yeah, okay. I, I Dana White going hard on the just some island. rich Saudi prince. Just you know what? Here's my castle here. Like it kind of sounds like, like Bloodsport. Yes, that would be yeah. way better. No. Or Game of Death or Mortal Kombat for that matter. Fuck, it's like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, this prince invites you to his island to like fight, fight it out. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. That yeah. is Mortal Kombat. It also sounds like Bloodsport. Yeah, which was years before. Or Game of Death, which was years before both of those. Man, he died before. Exactly. Wait. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, Going back to Primus. Yeah. Uh, um, self-produced, obviously. Self-produced. You're not going to have someone come in here and tell you how to make a Primus album. Les Claypool knows how to make a Primus album. Uh, I'm sure studios would just be like, I don't know what he wanted. You well, know? What kind of produ- – if a producer came yeah. in there, it would be like completely a, taking the Primus thing and turning. Uh, well, no one helped it's him. It's those yeah. three cooks. And, and no one helped force. him shape this. Yeah. yeah. It was it was shaped by them and them yeah. alone, you know? It wasn't, like, taught. Because that can go back to the point, like, it could be really good to go and have a producer that's, you know, done mega successful albums and worked with artists. Or you're already that badass and you go in there, you know exactly what you want. But, you know, um, maybe he's worked with uh, famous producers on other albums. You know what I mean? I don't know. You mean Les Claypool? Yeah. I mean... Always taking the producer's uh, role, you know, and sometimes kind of yeah. like box you well, in because it's hard to get out of here, that. Here, can I... Someone can think on the outside looking in. Can I read this quote from Claypool? Go for it. So uh, this is from the 2013 reissue, the digital release. He said, <clears throat> Musically, it holds up incredibly well. Sonically, it holds up fairly well. There's some old-style reverb that are a little bit syrupy. With modern technology, we can fix some of that stuff, but we don't want to mess with too much of it because it is what it is. We want to fatten it up a little bit. End of quote. So did they, like, remix this in some ways? Well, I thought it it totally went along with what you were saying about him – you know, being his own cook. He's his own producer. Like, yeah. And he, he was the one that decided to reissue it. He's the one that went in there and mixed it and flattened it out and fanned it up and, you know, uh, took out some of that old style reverb. You know, he's smart enough to, he's talking about musically, it holds up incredibly well. Sonically, like, 
I didn't know the, that they like remixed you know, this album, but I assume. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I yeah. think it's the same, the one we're playing from now, the digital re release. The deluxe, yeah, the yeah. digital deluxe edition is. Yeah, but I have hmm. always I respected that man, Primus, dude. It's, they're just um, intelligent, <clears throat> they're incredible people, incredible musicians. Um, from a, the producing standpoint, they pretty much Primus self produced every album of theirs up until Antipop, but that's where things get interesting because they invited all these other people on board to produce like Tom Morello, Stuart Copeland, Tom Waits, Matt Stone, Fred Durst. What, what was all of them? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Matt Stone and Fred Durst. That just says production of it. Fred so, Durst? I mean, Limb Biscuits, Fred Durst? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're the produce. They invited all these people to yeah, produce to the album the with them. Right, right. It was the time. Two, Everyone loved two skin, four skin drum. Mike Borden, cool. additional fisherman. Adam Gates, Lance Link, additional fisherman. Yeah. Primus, a producer. Ron Riggle, or I mean Riggler. He was an engineer. Toros. I can't even say that. And Played look, the whistle. Tom you Waits. Look back a little bit. Voice you, of Tommy um, the Cat. Research these characters that are in it. Uh, the guitar player, the drummer, yada yada yada. Um. That like these drummers play with Tom Waits a lot, you know, yeah. or they play with like Surge from System of a Down, well, and like and that's why these people always come in on these projects. Yeah, I well, know. I feel like Tom Waits in is out, a lot like Primus or Les Claypool, you know. Tom Waits has his fingers in everything. Well, they did that in '91, and then in Antipop, he's producing them '99. Oh no, so, yeah. fucking way! So everyone did like saying, one song Antipop, in '99. They yeah. he produced him, Tom Moreo, Matt Stone, Fred Durst. Copeland. Oh, that they, was Antipop. They all produced. So they awesome. Primus produced every album up until Antipop, and then when they invited more people to help produce, it was this crazy ragtag group of artists, of crazy people. Yeah, not even really producers. <laughs> yeah. and they all like had their hands and stuff. You know, James Hetfield's even on the album. Oh my god, um, those people are producers. Jim they produce their own album. So and now Faith No More. So Faith No you know, More. Jim so you so you just like, told yeah. me why why Antipop ended up sucking, huh? <laughs> Well, being that, like it's, we were saying, that yeah. radically different sound almost yeah. because they had so many well, other people. I mean, that's I what like, I assume. It does Lacker sound head, different. Yeah, yeah like, it's that's what way I assume. different, dude. Yeah. It, he changed his whole style for that. Yeah. Like, But all the people that he's listing, they all self-produced their albums. Like Stuart Copeland probably did all of the police. You know what I mean? Like because it was the police and they knew what they wanted to sound like. Metallica produces their own music because they know what a Metallica album sounds like. Yeah. They don't need anyone giving them shit because they already learned from like multiple recording sessions well then and fred durst is the kind of weird one probably because of them their their Lollapalooza or festival friendship maybe yeah. building through that but and come on they're Matt Stone, everywhere. you got well, the no. south park yeah. intro collaboration dude, that and then that. the wyan or the updated one i mean like dude south park had a lot mm -hmm. but can we that was funny they just what do you guys just think like about the whole a few things there you go <laughs> we wanted what a new song what do you guys think about the whole primus sucks I, think I always thought that was super got, interesting. They probably got that because this is a weird type of music, and yeah. you're playing it for the first time in front of this crowd of people that have never heard you before. I'm you sure Primus got a lot well. more booze than they did applause when they were first starting out, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I for think sure. they said some. There's something like they use that as like fuel. So like, if the crowd is saying Primus sucks, then they're gonna just like be like, "Fuck Get you!" Better. and play it, play the next song even harder. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's Primus like, sucks exactly. So it's kind of like this weird, like if you're saying it, you're not saying that you're wanting the band to like. No. Yeah, 
it's no. like a hype thing. Like, well, now like, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. they they evolved I, it and they yeah. changed I it. I assumed it came thing. from a, a darker place. Yeah. Oh, it, I'm yeah. sure yeah. it did. You know, I think that's what he was saying. It's weird. Like, I'm sure they were dude. getting fucking. You know, Primus sucks. Yeah. Get off the stage, and then instead of them getting off the stage, they just attacked their, their the next fans song even took harder. That mantra as like a yeah, as I'm, a pump up thing. Exactly, yeah. it is a mantra. That's a yeah. good way to put it, Chris. Always uh, really fun <laughs> to learn these little facts. Um, further going on to this album in particular, um, I mean, so many crazy things. We have the Tom Waits that's going to be in our next song, Tommy the Cat. Um, that very end of the album, what is it called? Los Bastardos? Yeah, yes. Los Bastardos. That has like four drummers, two bass players. Everybody. Uh, everyone that everyone was a part of the album. Yeah. yeah. They're all singing as well. Uh, it's like 40, probably like a minute and a half long. But I thought that was so well, interesting because when I put it on, I was like, yep, that's three drummers. Yeah, dude, on <laughs> the Wikipedia. Three drummers. On the Wikipedia, that song has its own breakdown for everything compared to the rest of the album. Yeah, uh, let's talk about those other two drummers as well. Um, the Brain. Yes, Brain. Yeah. yeah. Brian. Yeah. Brian. Brian, Brain. It's the same. What's his full name? Uh, Mantia. Mantia. Yeah, I can never say his last and name. And he has played for, oof, I don't know, a Tons lot of people. Of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guns and Roses. Uh, Chinese Head. Democracy. Yeah. Bootsy. Yeah. yeah, he played on a lot of like the uh, other Buckethead albums, I believe. He's just well. like that that drummer you call when you're just like, I need a solid I need a solid dude that could just guy. come in and knock yeah. it out. And, and then like, he's Puff, a studio guy. He's pretty um, much exactly what you want to do or want to be. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if I'll ever get that. <laughs> These no, guys are there but, at 20. I mean, um, yeah, he's an incredible drummer. But also that guy from Faith No More as well, uh, who plays with Ozzy Wait, now. Which guy from with, Faith No More? You said his name earlier. You're like, who's Puff? No, and I was like, that's the oh, drummer's Poofter? nickname. Yeah, Poofter. Okay. And that's the other drummer that really? just kind of fills in for yeah. whoever. Puffy? But yeah. But he's... Yeah, that dude's ever, insane. He, he's the guy with the, the dreadlocks. Black hair, yeah. Dreadlocks. He's iconic for the dreadlock look. From Faith No More, I think. Faith I No More Aussie. Aussie. Yeah. Is he white? Uh, Black he's Label white Society. Kind of looks Hispanic, I guess. I don't know. I, think I guess I, he's white. Guy. Ah, yeah, I know exactly who that yeah, is. Yeah, everyone knows yeah. that guy. That's how you explain him. Yeah, what's his the dreadlocks. name? Uh, Mike Borden. Mm-hmm. And it sounds familiar because he's played with everyone. And even the brain, uh, going back to that, I believe he played on the first, um, or was it Tim Alexander that played on the first uh, A Perfect Circle album? One of these drummers did Murder Denom and then also went on to do like. I think it was. Some Pucifer stuff as well. Uh, I think it was brain album. because Tim Alexander left Primus because he has health issues. That's, I think it was brain. He left Primus. You look at his just he, did, he did God Flesh. That's crazy, dude. I have that album, yeah. <laughs> Brain, and I uh, did um, another crazy one. Um, all the Surge solo stuff. Yeah, oh, wow, that's what you're saying, huh? And also did like uh, Condition of My Parole, which is like a very like kind of uh, I love that weird Pucifer yeah. song. song. It's very uh, countryish. Yeah, but the drums are so dude, cool. We in saw it, that dude. that video we were watching where it was like a was wrestling rink. Like I oh, oh they played that song yeah. maybe, but the music video is like well no this was on a music video a trailer. It was a concert <laughs> yeah um, great yeah the um, 
There's yeah. something else. Dude, the band appeared as contestants in the Battle of the Bands in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to... Fun fact with Tommy the Cat. Yeah, you're Those, ruining uh, all our fun facts, by the way. Um, Sorry? No, no. Um, that The song we're about to play is going to be that that right there. They they show... It's kind of one that's been all over the place, too, like Jerry. Yeah. Where it's like in pop culture. Um, teaser is used in South Park's Bigger, Longer, and Uncut Teaser. Well, um, they also are on that fucking <clears throat> South Park the song Poetry and Prose. What's that album? I can't find that ever. Or that other Primus song that they do for South Park. The, oh, I found that on my Spotify. The no, not Poetry and Prose, but the <laughs> other one about the Gopher Boy. You remember that song? Well, they maybe with Isaac Haynes. I mean, he may have done it because it was like the original song was done. By Primus, but then Les Claypool released it on yeah, his solo Yeah, well, stuff, I mean, so it's like he's so blending. that's where I found it was his solo stuff. I yeah, believe. this is an album. This was made for South Park specifically, and it was made with like DVDA, which is Man Trey's band, and Isaac oh, Haynes, like everybody that made remember. it. And they put a song on there called Gopher Boy. He's done so much work. Well, like he, huh. he blends his well, projects. I mean, it's not so him, it could it's be Primus. Like, it is Primus it, that made the song with it, Primus with Isaac Haynes. Like the robot chicken thing where it's like take something and Or the update to the South Park song. Yeah. Yeah. With, with like Whamola. They just, just slapped Whamola on there. Exactly. And uh, let's not forget Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. I think that's all our fun facts. That's Wait. all we have today. <laughs> What's up with Space Ghost? Isn't that a Primus song in the original Space Ghost opening? The that went, 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 I don't know if that's Primus. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I thought is it was it? White Zombie Forever, but I believe it's a Primus song. It's a Primus song? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. If we'll it find is, out after We'll find out after break. the song. We'll, <laughs> we'll do a little fact checking and make sure of this, but yeah. Um, Making plans for Nigel. I don't think there's any uh, weird things in this song as far as like the Texas Chainsaw, right? In Tommy the Cat, we don't have any weird little. Besides uh, for Tom Waits. Playing the, the Tom Waits, yeah. yeah, of Tommy the Cat, which, which I is. didn't know because they sound exactly like. Hang out. They hung out in rows. Fletch a multitude of masculinity could only be found in one place, and that was the old man. 
Bass, that's what it does. <laughs> Fucking uh wow. Deep in my thighs. You can you can just always point out Primus, man. Just that's what I was saying beginning of this episode. Like if you had to call it a genre, it's Primus is the genre. <laughs> you True know? that. Uh down there sound. You know, jazz metal's a good way, or funk metal's a good way of putting it too. Um there's so many, like, you know, we always get to the end of the segment, but there's so many fun facts. I mean, we we said a lot of them here but for god's sakes uh les claypool is one of those people that you would love to see in a uh, vh1 talking about 200 greatest albums of all time and he's like yeah dude that album rocks and like, I like that album too you know it's like he's just one of those people you always see and like uh just love to hear him comment about something like i remember the slayer dvd and he was talking about slayer and they're like an anchor on the earth that pulls him down i'm like just, yeah, you know, you just but always want him there. Like, he's yeah. also like, you know, he's a blue collar guy. You know, he he talks about you know, damn blue collar tweakers. He talks about fixing cars. He talks about meth. He talks about the stuff that is very much in our lives in Central Texas. You know, like they're all relevant <laughs> it's things. A real secluded like, place in California, I guess. Oh no. well, yeah, I mean, it's all over, but most people don't ever talk about that experience, and it's refreshing to hear somebody actually address the truth of the world the way he does. You know, yeah, he's a redneck. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, dude, he, I mean, he writes beautiful poetry, like the fucking my favorite lyric ever 
like one of my all-time favorite lyrics is from um tells on the air is getting slippery where he says um welcome to this world of fools of pink champagne and swimming pools where all you have to lose is your virginity dude that's fucking that's art wordsmith i love it yeah it's my favorite shit ever there's always been like that kind of funny thing with primus just the what is it the satirical nature of it yeah that's very much what it is satirizes a lot yeah you know and it's it's refreshing man we don't really get you know we don't get that through very many artists a lot of artists take themselves very seriously you know i feel like les claypool and primus they're also not afraid to laugh at themselves you know yeah and primus sucks you know it's the type of music I mean, like, that they play if somebody was like that band's cheesy I mean, to this album, you're like, they're look embracing at, it. Look at, of course, look at the album cover. Nah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like it's cheese, the whole Primus Cheesy. sucks thing. They literally yeah. take whatever criticism or thing and will flip it on its head. Exactly. And embrace it. Yeah. Or just because it's or just say, silly Fuck you, doesn't mean you know? that it. There's also <laughs> deep contents related in this album, like Sergeant Baker, the lyrics there, and he's talking about conformity oh, and yeah. the issues with the military. military. Like, there is so much substance that you can actually bite down on and in a just, Primus album. It just, yeah. it's great, man. It gets, it gets, re, it gets really writer. refined, you know. Yeah, but it also DMV, has a double-edged sword, yeah. You know I mean, like, these are... But he's not afraid to laugh at himself, man. It's also self-satirical, like you're saying. That's the interesting point, man. It's also uh, something you can always go back and listen to again because there's so many layers. There's so many things to pay attention to. That yeah, bro. They're complex pieces you know, of music. Uh, just listenable again, just over and over again. It doesn't get repetitive, really. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's just one definitely of just the re-listen really value. Whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, it's like Tool. Like, you can always find something new every time you put it on, you know? Sure, yeah, most of the time you don't really get burnt out on the songs, you know? No, they're, they're complex the pieces of music, kind of, yeah. You know, everywhere, but... Exactly. But so, still, even when I listen to Jerry's now, I'll still hear new things where I'm like, well, oh, I'm just wow. waiting for the end of that song. I'm just like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be stuck in my head all day. Go! So to answer the uh, fun fact uh, about Space Ghost, no, I was wrong. I'm always wrong. Sonny Sherrock. Sonny Sherrock. That's a good name. Sonny Sherrock. Uh, uh. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm yeah. sure he, I believe he was an interviewee being interviewed on Space Ghost before. And I could definitely see that. Yeah. And was he ever on Celebrity Deathmatch? Primus I, ever have to fight anyone? Who would he anyone? fight? <laughs> yeah. Did Primus ever have to fight anyone? Who would he, like, what would it be? Or ICP? It like, West I don't Claypool? know. I don't know who Les Claypool would fight. He just, I think, the man's you, I, think I put that in my head because of all the claymation. Work yeah, that yeah, done, yeah. You know? No, that makes sense. And, you know, uh, Celebrity Deathmatch being claymation you know, in the 90s as well yeah. when Primus was no, I don't coming up it. like a juggernaut. Um, any other fun facts on this album besides for all the uh, drummers that were in it? Uh, Tom Waits that's always just hanging out with <laughs> Les Claypool. Um, yeah, they did second uh, album. I can't believe this. <clears throat> Primus kind of later on in the career started to uh, do this whole playing their out. I mean, they had such a catalog, started taking from their uh, kind of peer, not peers, but um, their idols in a sense where you'd have Rush or Metallica with these epic three sets or you know, two sets. Later on in the career, they started doing that where they have so much material and fan yeah. service that they actually have to start doing multiple sets yeah. or they like 
You're talking like from like 2003, 2009-ish, like whenever well, they came they back did, together. They did that. Like whenever the first time we yeah, saw Whenever them. they got back together, but they had all of this material that yeah. backlaid and they only put out... Um, the four that, album, yeah, well, Animals. Did, yeah, it had the four songs or whatever. Yeah, so, I love that fucking album. That's um, my favorite. If they go out on tour, it's like, well, we play Animals and then... We have this whole set. Exactly. You know, so they, they start doing this whole... Reversed it. Instead um, of releasing LPs, they started releasing EPs and touring. That's pretty smart. Well, and then they well, I guess they, they kind of took this whole retro approach to their albums where they did... Um, they put out that DVD where they played Frizzle Fry in its entirety, and they also laid in the first set with random, you know, yeah. hit songs. And Suck then, on this Frizzle Fry, and then they made that their uh, an album. It was a live album. I love that album. No, I'm talking about whenever they did the DVD. Oh, okay. They did the DVD oh, for, split live album. This was in, after they re- yeah, yeah, after for, um, I can't was, remember the name it was of it, for, but it had like the three balls on the front of the cover yeah. is blue. Yeah. I think we both owned a copy of it. No, what yeah. the fuck it was, was the name for of that? the that album that tour the uh, animals. animals. Yeah, but the DVD was named something else. But that DVD <laughs> yeah, it's that the hallucinogenetics. Came with it, yeah, there it is. So thank you. That was around the time when Primus is doing this. Dual sets, they still do it to this day with, you know, even the, uh, what is it, the Willy Wonka thing. I really didn't like that album, but yeah. But live, they'll play the whole album, and then they play Primus songs. switch gears. And then other times they would do, when I saw them, time they did uh, Primus stuff, split, did the whole album, and then did other stuff. So it was like a three set almost, you know. And (laughs) How many times have you seen them, Chris? Right, like three or four i've only seen um, the twice i've seen less claypool shitload but yeah um but they started doing the sets like frizzle fry yeah and that tour they they swapped uh frizzle fry I, i've and never seen soda. them do that live so, but i've watched geez. youtube videos where they do that yeah. yeah so they had this whole thing they had so much songs there and to the musician they know the songs yeah. it's like <clears throat> what do you want to play tonight okay they didn't have to like practice. Yeah, it was like set. every every That's other beauty of being show was a different album. So if you were in Albuquerque this day, you saw Frizzle Fry, and if you were in the next show the next day, they played Pork Soda all the way through. Yeah, so they 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 alternated full length albums and then played the hits. Pretty yeah, and much. then played like scattered yeah. songs in the uh, other set. You never know Red what you're gonna get when you see them live. They did that Red to ass. this album because they have kind of done that to every album. Like that's to their talent. They and the songship, they can remember it all, play it all. Yeah, play and, this, a full and the album, album is that iconic. Yeah, like we're kind of talking about. So they literally played this whole album in its entirety um, in 2004, 2003 during the tour de fromage, and then. Oh uh, my god, that's we were there, right? I don't so know. did I? I did see Primus three times. Yeah, that was the tour we went, and Jacob was there at Austin City. Yeah, maybe because I have that shirt with Four the cheese. Yeah, yeah, I have that shirt, the orange yeah, shirt. The I never cheese, fucking yeah. wear it because it's not very cool. Yeah, I, don't wear, I don't wear it either. Yeah, <laughs> it's but not. That was we were. That's well, because the they had a lot of orange. Right? They had all orange yeah. shirts. Orange, like, like orange nasty shirt? orange. Yeah, yeah. 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 orange is not a great color. Not my style either. Yeah, I barely wear that shirt. Always meant for like safety roadside. Well, yeah, that's people. when I wear it. I wear it like when I'm going hiking yeah. and shit. Like you Taking can't really. Wear, I don't fucking want to wear that shit to the bar or something. You know. Fuck yeah. That. So so they've continued that streak of playing, and then even to this day they still do it. I mean, I'm sure they do it with. They're on a real level. The the seven where they'll probably play that whole album. 
play a, hit, a bunch of hits. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, saying, they have new... Not really a lot of bands do that. No. No. Yeah. Like, you have the catalog and the time. Like, they'll give you that time. You know what I mean? Like, their songs really aren't that long, like Tool or something, where it's like, they're not going to play. They're going to play their whole new album because you're yeah. going to go see that. And then they're going to play, like, a couple of hits. They don't have time for... <laughs> I mean, right? Most of the time you see, like, a band, it's going to be, like, an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. You know, a headlining show, depending on, like, well, it depend- what like, you're yeah. seeing, you know? They, they do about a two-hour set because they're splitting it up into two or three I'm sets. I'm sure they go take, like, a, a small you, break. Like, for a like ten man. Speaking you know, of okay. exactly they, what you were talking about, this last time... a glass time, of water. <laughs> yeah, this last time that... um. You guys did this shit, or the, the last Primus album, 2019, they did the same thing, the three songs. That album. Yeah. Have you listened to that yet? Oh, the, isn't that, uh, yeah, I but saw it's, that It's exactly up. what you said. It's like um, an LP that they released. They did it backwards so they could just play that and then do, like, all their whole catalogs of yeah. all this other stuff, dude. Like, I... I really wish I could see Primus live again. I really miss them. Bands don't do they. A lot of bands should do that. And like when you go see a band now, you're like, oh god, they're gonna play their fucking new album. I don't want to hear. Yep. Sometimes I sometimes yeah like sometimes when I saw Slayer so many times, I was hoping they would play all of World Painted Blood, but no, they didn't. They play like two songs off of it. Yeah, they focus on them hits, man. Yeah, and that's so it can it be that give and take. It depends on the band. And like the album, but like you know, the Queens of Stone Age example, that was going into that whole thing blind. Like, oh, you're hearing these for the first time because the album's not out, and they're gonna play a lot of the songs from the album because that's what they're touring for. Or there's the opposite where you're like, I don't know the album, I don't wanna wanna hear you play these classic songs because I haven't yeah. heard you come by yet. You wanna hear the songs that you know yeah. and recognize well, because hearing a song for the first time, you're not gonna be like. I love. I this. get it. Yeah. Well, it's also bands start dropping, dropping stuff off usually. their catalog as they get older and stuff. Yeah. So it's like I loved their second album, but I only saw them for the third album, and then by the time I saw them for the fifth album, they're only playing one song from my yeah. favorite album. Or you know, Primus. More than likely, you're gonna get a couple songs from your favorite album, or if not the whole album, because they're. <laughs> yeah, I don't think at any point where a Primus fan dropped off because they were like, "Man, they changed," you know. They like sold out. They're so different. I like their anti-pop. older stuff. You yeah. know, it's like anti-pop. I I have some uh, hardcore Primus friends that once anti-pop came out, they were like it's that. the times. You know, I yeah. mean Diablo. And I think Elm if Musica, they also exactly, I think if they also knew the history, like hey, this was the first time that other people was producing their music. New. Well, yeah, exactly. The <laughs> problem is that they risk. were yeah, yeah. The problem is that those people were just being closed-minded. They wanted yeah. to pretend like they were fans of Primus. But then whenever they do something different outside the box, then they want to shun them. Like, you don't like this band. Yeah. Hey, maybe this whole coronavirus thing will, like, change the way concerts work to where, like, it won't be, like, 50%, like, true fans and 50% just because, uh, you know, my girlfriend likes yeah, this band so or I'm just me. here. Yeah, yeah, I know that song from the radio. I don't really know anything else. So hopefully it gets some of those posers out of <laughs> we, we would yeah. call posers in this time frame. Damn, dude. I haven't called someone a poser in forever. We are talking about the 90s. It's true yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I'll just say, I can't believe this is 91, too. We're coming out of the 80s, and I this know, is what like, we get. Well, yeah. Water. You know what I mean? But speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of Diablo El Musica. Yeah. I thought it was like 96. <laughs> I thought we should, we should make sure that we mention, like, fun fact. Primus was one of the bands, along with Film the Illegals, doing, uh, doing the Pantera stuff. 
for Slayer's final shows. They closed it out. Those are the people that Slayer took on tour for their final tour. Primus and Phil. So all of Primus? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. So just so Primus playing Pantera songs as Phil sings on top? No, 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 no. I was saying Slayer, Slayer's final tour. They're done, right? Their farewell tour. It just ended November 2019. He took Slayer took Phil and the Illegals, Primus, and Ministry. Those oh, were the bands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that opened. What a weird <laughs> fucking combo. Right? Ministry and Primus? I can yeah, see that happening. They've always done I'm weird. Down with Primus is always thrown Primus. in with weird bands. Where yeah. else are you going to yeah. put them? But Ministry and Primus, okay. Where but else are you going to put Primus? And Primus? Or like Slayer no, it makes and sense. Primus? It makes sense. Okay, I give you Slayer I mean, seen, and Primus. You know, it like, makes sense because Dinosaur Junior yeah, and Primus. Metalheads love Primus. Weirdest yeah. combinations. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, Metalheads love Primus. Dude, they get you know? They go everywhere. They could play anything and anywhere. I mean, they played an Ozfest. Everybody. Another fun fact. Yeah. It's like they were on That's actually were. That's where they a got their fun. start. That's where yeah, they blew Ozfest, up and got yeah. their critical acclaim. I was just reading that. Jesus, that, that was until was like 90, 98, 99, yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Jesus. But that's when they really yeah. started blowing up. When did you say Tony Hawk came out? 99. Yeah. That's like when they blew up. That's when they really got their critical acclaim. But if this came out in 91, like CHEs came out in 91, Wait, they were grinding. I am right on that Tony Hawk thing, right? Let's double check. I thought it was, but uh, Boy, keep, keep going. Grinding. I want to say 96. I, I, I have right no here. fucking clue. Looking back at how old Jackass is, I'm like, how old is this? This was recorded when? 25 years ago. Um, Tony Hawk was in 99, but also, oh, yep. knew um, you know, we did have that, like we said, that, um, oh, God damn it, Bill and Ted thing. So it kind of was like Poppy, in, a Beavis and Butthead thing uh, as yeah. well. Well, yeah. That, so it was in pop culture yeah. long before. They also were on How Late Night with Conan O'Brien. They were also on I think on it was just Letterman. our generation caught on to them because of that. Yeah. But I think the generation that was around when they came out, I think they, like you said, the Beavis and Buttheads or the media that was around at that time to showcase bands. Yeah. They broke through that. Dude, that, that song. Like in a way. Even yeah. like. Yeah. Poetry MTV, and prose, yeah. like that's another great lyric where he says, "I love frog baseball, but I'd rather play with a cat." Or, "I I love frog baseball, but I'd rather hit a cat instead of frog." You remember the old Beavis and Butthead episode? I think it was like the oh, first yeah. Beavis oh, and yeah. Butthead. His he, frog he baseball. Like, doesn't he also say like watching them old Beavis and Butthead? So yeah, like, he that's says the something. Song. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, in the Beavis and Butthead uh, yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, that's yeah. one off that's song. That's what I'm for, saying. You know? His lyrics on that song are so awesome because they actually relate to the material. Yeah. Like he was a fan. He of just it, made. You know? Yeah, he just made a song for yeah. the actual thing. The show. Because um, they like the show. You know, a lot of awesome. people like to talk about Mr. Bungle and Primus in the same vein because there's nothing that gets close to each other besides for these two bands that exist. I mean, yeah. you get the you metal, can get your Frank like the Zappa funk metal your weird thing. fucking yeah. That's what John Zorn or whatever. Yeah. He gets weird, weird back in the 70s and the 60s, too, of bands that you don't even have any idea Dude, existed. Yeah. Yes, uh, in Chicago. But you know, talking about taking it talking to the next King level with Crimson. those two bands. Yeah. yeah. But Prime is still on a different level, just a modern day level. Prime is, just yeah, the 90s. Prime is just ripped King Crimson off. So man. I think well, that and that the residence. You yeah. add metal into it, yeah. and that's where you get that's it. That's why I meant the residence. To that... To the point punk, of um, Weird uh, shit. this whole gap in time from the release of 99 being their yeah, big fucking big break, blow up. And then the 91 thing. History and music here, we're talking as far as what's going on. You're four months away from Smells Like Teen Spirit. 
soon as that drops, every other oh, band yeah, is that's wiped true. off the face of the earth if you're not grunge. Doing. Exactly. So Primus just happened to be... And then what Metallica get comes Get this major label break, yeah. right? Release their album, get some momentum going, and then Nirvana just comes and wipes the whole music scene from scratch and like, hey, we're starting over from yeah, this. Yeah, it was and saving like, grace at almost. At least Black, the Black album, still it was like... But I don't think... I think that hurt Primus. Do you? I think so. It hurt everything. I think it did. It hurt, it hurt bands because I like think if you're not, Mud Honey and everyone yeah. around them close to them, as well as helping at the same time, but still hurting. Because think about like something like Mud Honey's, which is like 10 years older than Nirvana, and now... Their next album gets wiped off because Primus of that, is you know? now They've secure. They've been working their ass off for ten years, even though this is their major label debut. They're like, now the opening slot act. I feel They're like now, the great thing yeah. about you're not going to headline. Why would they headline? I just signed Mud Honey, yeah. and I spent a fucking half a million dollars on this band. But don't you and feel they like, don't fit the scene <laughs> of the? Don't you feel like if that either. didn't happen, if the grunge thing didn't happen, and wipe all the music slate clean, that Primus would never be critically acclaimed in the way they are because that happened they got tony hawk and because that happened they got all these other I think it, just, it and, pushed them you know, further into it, the cult yeah it yeah just, so it's but like, it also widened their audience you know? i mean it just took more because time that's how we got into the out. primus we were into the whole well, grunge thing in high school and then primus, primus doesn't yeah. fit the grunge scenario it, you're not it gonna does find for me next two grunge bands yeah I mean, but maybe maybe not because if primus would have I mean the Nirvana thing. If they would have had, yeah. if they would have been given the same money and momentum and marketing, yeah, they probably would have been in Tony Hawk. Cool, but they were, yeah, regardless of their position, a very obscure like, band though. It's yeah, really hard to sell an obscure. But what band I'm saying is, like, following. without Nirvana, I wouldn't have listened to Primus. You know what I mean? Does that oh, make sense? Yeah, but like, so I don't I think, think the, the grunge we thing hurt them. Was, I think it helped them. No, that you know? we find out about them ten years after they already come out with what is known well, for one of their best albums. But the album doesn't even get that success until the 2000s yeah. because I think of that it. That's what there's, you said, 10 years for it to become a platinum the, record. It's the yeah. long, long game or the short game. Like, yeah, in the short game, they lost because yeah. their album came out and it took 10 years, at least for our generation, to catch on to Well, it. I mean, it went gold yeah, and like, it went gold in two years. So it's not like people weren't buying well, it. Less so gold, exactly. gold is like 250000 that's, that, that's what, yeah, that's to that, that to that yeah. point, it took those that. two years. By that, Nirvana comes out at the very end of the year. Then you have the whole next year of '92 of companies gobbling up bands. So they by cannibalizing, that time, yeah, it's kind of like. But they were also already established in their own art form already. So you know, well, this is them they, trying they weathered, to establish. So I'm I think they swept. I they got been, swept under the rug. Yeah. Being their first, yeah, major but they were strong like, enough to survive. I always felt course, like a lot of those bands it. that did die, like yeah. Good Riddance, like I don't need Poison, I don't need fucking a lot of these bands that couldn't make oh, it. Oh, the hair metal, you know? I could yeah. agree. But the That's experimental music that was around here, you know, like the Mister Bungle. You're right. You're right. No, the '90s had its niche for those bands, and they did survive yeah. with the niche yeah, but the but mainstream they definitely took a hit i like, see what you're saying yeah because definitely the interscope spending how much money on this like definitely was not yeah. gonna be like okay you're gonna be a, a supporting band for the next five years that's probably what it turned into because the, of the grunge you know what band in. i could yeah. really actually Months relate later, primus to yeah never mind comes out dude the only band i could think of that i would relate primus to like that would be the prodigy who, what love, what label, have y'all done that episode yet? Did y'all do Prodigy? No, it's a really obscure, weird one. Yeah, yeah. like this. That's a obscure, weird shit. But I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Primus and the Prodigy are basically like the exact same in those regards. You well, know? 
they were the well, how the people refer back and yeah, look but at I, prodigies. They that survived they in their the niche, actual industrial you know? or the uh, what was it called techno band, like because that's what they just renamed it in another yeah. way, electronica dance yeah, music. Dance is what music. We call it now. Yeah, EDM. But, Exactly. So, yeah. but they were the ones that added like real instruments in there, yeah. and it kept them alive. Yeah, and but the singing, it's very and all that British, shit. And, they, and still very yeah. industrial. Yeah. Exactly. But, but you'll always find Les Claypool in everything. They survived oh, yeah. in rock and yeah. roll. Primus survived the exact same way the Prodigy survived. Primus they were survived already set they up and hard. established. They yeah, worked so they, the yeah they just kept going. Yeah, yeah. like and you yeah. have uh, like the Melvins, the band well, I mean, over also, Interscope to tour with. I think if that this helps. was if this wasn't a ma- if this wasn't a major release, if they were still independent at this time, they oh, probably fuck. wouldn't have survived. Yeah. No, they not in ninety one. Yeah, they needed. Yeah, they, luckily this did happen yeah. because if Interscope wasn't backing them, they probably would have dropped them. Yeah, or not even signed them after the grunge. No one's looking. No, who was no, gonna, no, they no, wouldn't have signed them at all. They're looking yeah. for grunge bands. Exactly. You know what I mean? It was perfect time. Perfect, yeah. perfect. I mean, we know the story of like how Mr. Bungle only got signed because. He would Faith agree no to be the lead singer yeah. of Faith No More. That's fucking. And as long as you sign my band, Mr. Bungle, yeah. then I'll join. Yeah. But with one agreement from the record contract saying you can't show your face in any other band for this amount of time. So they wear so the masks on masks. stage. Yeah. 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 And just Crazy added shit. more to the Bungle the experience. Yeah. 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 It's weird how shit turns out like that, you know? It really Fucking is. Fucking so awesome. Yeah. I love that story. Most people don't know it. And I think Primus is starting to realize, like, the arena thing, because nowadays, like, people that loved it then are, like, 40, if not older, and they're yeah. coming to see this show, you yeah. know? Yeah, with kids. They're it's kids. Arena, they're friends. They got into the arena rock status and, um, you know, in good rights, because you don't even need to, like, make a, a selling of CHEs. You can just go on tour and... Make a pretty good living just doing this at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, without you're a doubt. Because you're selling in a, I mean, a nostalgic factor. You're always going to... Yeah, It's that's, something new when you see Primus. I think a lot of bands we just started... with the EP thing. Yeah, pushing, like leaning on that because yeah. Tool didn't realize it until like 2012, what they could possibly become with Arena. And um, just, you know, I want to know who's the first fucking guy that came up with the idea of just touring just or just... Going on tour just to play this one album. Who did that first? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to go and play this entire album. Like, coin that to where now we have every band we've ever loved. It's old. You know, they're, everyone's in their 50s that we talk about. And um, they'll play, like, an entire album. They'll go on tour just to play that. You know, I saw the Nail well, Bomb thing or just the Simple Tour of Roots I think tour, you know. Them yeah. doing Rust it without peace. it being an anniversary, that's what makes it weird. Oh, I see. Like, They're just doing it when and whenever. Yeah, well, yeah. conspiracy doing beneath the remains. It's because it's the fortieth or whatever the fuck anniversary. And then I can't believe that it's that old. Is it? I don't know. If it's- oh yeah, my god! Dude. I was gonna say, yeah. wow, eighty nine. Uh-huh. I believe. It's wow, dude. Uh, Still fucking old, but yeah. it's really old. <laughs> yeah, but, really but old. Fuck. They don't need special occasions to play the whole album because no, it's the fans are going to want it. Yeah, like it's the cult thing about it. So yeah, but it's also. It's nice when bands come out with true, like, albums. You know, it like, say the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones go on tour, and they just tour their old music. You know, it's all pieced together from all their hits. Kind of, like, like, forced to. 
Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I mean, I spent three hundred dollars on the goddamn tickets. You're about to die. You play these <laughs> damn songs before you die, so I hear them. Exactly. And I, can say I heard. I don't them. want exactly. the new album. So, yeah. I don't even remember the last yeah. time they recorded an album. Nineteen seventy one. If you showed up and you saw the Rolling Stones and they didn't play the hits, if they and played didn't the new album, Brown Sugar, you'd be, you'd be fucking like, pissed. Did you see the Rolling? Did they play Brown Sugar? No, I saw the Stones and they didn't play goddamn well, Brown Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, Jerry and Tommy might be those two that they might yeah. Well, Jerry for sure, but I mean, like, there's so many others. But uh, that's what you're like, saying. Yeah, there's about one how they more do it. song. They'll play the new album more. and then yeah. they give you what you want. Yeah, you know? they'll sprinkle in. Yeah, but maybe they'll still, play, yeah. they're play still that dog showing shit at you the, the art. You know, everything yeah. that they put out is quality. You know, so they still show the audience it, but they still give them what they want to. Like Les Claypool's not dumb. Yeah, you know, he knows you're here for the hits. The showman. Yep. Yes, showmanship. But also that the album, Big time. you know, speaks for itself and. Things like talent this. alone, I think things it's like, like Bruce this. Springsteen level of playing, just this call album, out the songs. Yeah. What do you guys want to hear? <laughs> it, <laughs> they just it have to learn it. Remember gets a it on little the spot. weird with like this album because there's like weird, um, and even the other stuff. Like sometimes there'll be a track or two that's just like a weird, like 13 seconds or a minute long. Uh, Granddad's little ditty, 37 seconds. Oh, I love that song. Art, you know. That's a concept album. It's yeah. all art. <laughs> it's an art project. Sad yeah. and Walt, College Walt art project. Is a, a minute 40. So it's like, and then they take that and like, we're going to play it live. And they do. They they do play Granddad's a little. They play Sadlington Waltz and they play these things live. And you're like, because okay. Because they're the fucking man. It's, it's the band. You know what would have been a great show back in the day? Would have been like Primus opening up for gore or something like that where it's just like dude like, i would probably happen it's just gonna be <laughs> yeah, the nuttiest too. buddy a show you've ever seen yeah <laughs> like, it's nutty, probably happened that's what i was saying they're just buddy. fun you did that on purpose right like professor nutter butter the no song. i just oh. trying to say words that i think less people would say <laughs> but he did that's a song professor Super nutter butter it's fantastic one. jello bowl yeah. of a uh, fruit I think Exquisite that's a holy nest. mackerel song, dude. I'm yeah, telling you. I butter bowl of fruit. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. If you just make shit up like this, that's uh, how you usually yeah, get his throw, ideas. Throw some tweak in there, maybe some coffee or like a word like percolation. Do you think uh, yeah. Les Claypool did Now we're writing Les Claypool get this, songs. Get this work done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that song that airs. Look, if you look at the album, that are not even that, the credits, look at the production credits and don't tell me somebody's. Not on drugs? Yeah. Maybe he just hit his head when he was younger. Well, no, I mean, dude, literally, <laughs> in the lyrics to the air, it's getting lightning. slippery Huffster. when he was a kid. Butthouse. Yeah. Butthouse. Herb. In the lyrics, it fucking says, he says, fucking. Um, yeah, Herb's the drummer. The air's going to I, I don't know what Butthouse is, but yeah. I think it might be one of the drummers as well. I'm not sure. I do not mind. Fuck. I love, uh, they do the same thing as Ministry does. Give yourself like nicknames nickname when it comes. Thing, yeah. yeah. It's the funnest way to approach music. And it's very like, uh, adds a lot of mystique. You know what I mean? Because you'll just sit there and be like, who the fuck is this? You know? No. <laughs> no one had the internet back then. It's not like you could research it you just talked about it like you're an asshole and probably were wrong about something damn just like the melvins so it looks like the only music videos for this album just the two yeah yeah do y'all know anything about the music videos uh, I know they were all over MTV, like yeah I, I remember that yeah. MTV but does Tom Waits play the cat in the time of the cat I think he video? might be in it yeah does he, he? might have thought, time I thought, no. or Tom Waits always has time is it him or is it less 
I, I don't. I know I less is the less, narrator. I thought, well, less is the bartender too, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I wanted to watch yeah. the videos before, but I, I didn't. No. I got it right here. Yes, See, I wish they had videos for that. Like, Sergeant Baker is such an awesome song. It feels like this would have been like... Yeah, uh, here. I can't tell. What do you think? A DVD that, of just music videos for this entire album. And that's Claypool, Clay obviously. Entire, uh, just, let's get a zoom in on that bass playing, <laughs> dude. Uh, you want to zoom in? Here we go. Zoom in. Um, any other fun facts? Um, Other I mean, than uh, everything about this band is pretty much a fun fact. Yeah, <laughs> True that. Tommy the Cat the was fun uh, fact of all. It got so big and famous. Um, I or, don't know. I don't think just, it is uh, of their. You know, at this time, whenever they were playing live, that whenever they'd uh, play songs right before they'd start a song, Les Claypool would say, "This is not Tommy the Cat." <laughs> yeah, damn crowds, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This next one is not Time of the Cat. We're going to play it at the end, yeah. right? God! We're, we're playing a different song. So, it, yeah. That would... Uh, it, they're catchy. That's like Because the of the thing. music it's video got a lot right of popularity. It Which one really are y'all... Uh, <clears throat> what is the, the next one? Oh, the next song? I think yeah, we're going to do the Blue Collar Meth. End on that. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're not doing Tommy for the ender? Did we even not play Tommy the Cat? No, we did. Yeah, we just played right? it, right? Say, yeah. 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 Get me all fucking sorts of bend... I'm sorry. Yeah, Turned that was, upside down. That was me. Screwed down into yeah. a jar of a pig fat. It, it's a music video. <laughs> I'm watching the music video and it's fucking insane. I'm losing my mind over here. Uh, that's the best thing about Primus too. Is like their music videos, uh, great, always fucking always fantastic. Yeah. yeah, Winona's Big Brown Beaver. Dude, video. the art direction like, that was creepy. Yeah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> plastic faces. They're like the quadruple threat, man. They come at it seriously from every angle. And another know? three piece that just slams ass, dude. Where it's just. Unstoppable. Talk about that. Yeah. Wall of sound three piece. How? Uh, Rush. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Rush taught but, everyone. Shit. Yeah, but they're on the same level as Rush, man. Uh, whenever, nowadays, they're on the same well, level. Well, whenever as Rush, Rush but, did the know. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know that? The, the Primus is the one that played their tribute. Oh, that was another fun fact, too. They really did, like, kind of make it their own and move it in a way like you wouldn't even. He is just well, that yeah, type of person. Les Claypool you know, has been that. playing those songs as long as Rush has, dude. Like, he loves Rush. Uh, Les Claypool, please do as many cover songs as you want. All so, your favorites, I will listen to them all. Fun fact on that. Dude, On not on this album, but on Fizzle Fry, their very first song, whenever they did the live version, Suck on This Fizzle Fry, on John the Fisherman, that opening, how he plays the opening, is the opening to that Rush song from, um, what is it, 21 and 12? That's an, or the pictures. That's the album. Yeah. I, I can't remember. <laughs> Whatever the album is, but that's what the opening is from that Primus plays. No, no YYZ? One, I don't know, I'm just saying things now. No, it actually might be that one. Yeah. It's always the one everyone always talks about. Yeah. Weird fucking time signature. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the name. That's how they open YYZ. it up with that. Fun fact. No. Really? That's yeah. a great fun fact, man. Hell yeah. Uh, I guess... Is that about it? I mean, um, <clears throat> yeah. Drunk um, this out long enough. We love you, Les Claypool. Uh, we're please ending follow with us. Blue collar tweaker, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, at the end of or whenever uh, they did the '94 Woodstock performance, right uh, in the middle of this song, he busts out, and started doing the uh, Star Spangled Banner. Nice. To, uh, 
play homage Damn to Jimi Hendrix. Was that that was <laughs> at Woodstock? He, yeah. yeah. But then he was like, we didn't even talk about that. And he was like, sorry, I had to do that. And then he kept <laughs> jumped right back into the song. Um, yeah, dude, we didn't even talk that Primus played the Woodstock, and that also makes sense so did why. Biscuit. Well, that's what I was saying. That makes sense why Fred Durst was on that thing. He's the one that ruined Woodstock. No, Fred Durst for sure. No, the people charging eight dollars for a bottle of water ruined Woodstock. Um, for sure. Uh, please follow us on all the social media websites. We're at YouTube at Bangover Productions, Spotify at Bangover Productions. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, Instagram at Bangover Productions. You get Wu-Tang it. Wu-Tang yeah. at it. Bangover Productions. Uh, and then Facebook, whatever. You can go and find us at Bangover Productions ATX. I don't I don't care about Facebook. We're over here banging. We got no shows. We got, we're just doing this. So the best thing to follow is the YouTube page where we got a our first music video we ever filmed Woo! Uh, for Sex Cult. Dude, it looks amazing, you guys. That cool, fun, very cheap, awesome. uh, <laughs> horny. Uh, we're all in the video, Chris as well. And yeah. um, first time. Who directed it? Was it you? I think it was like a group. Yeah. Oh, okay. Group Pretty much the group. Who edited it? Was it you? Uh, it was on my computer, but we all sat here. Yeah. Kinda. So Pretty much. Blame. All group. That's fucking <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Um, Yes, uh, first time we ever did that. We're going to obviously do more for local bands as yeah. well as our own bands. And speaking of our own bands, Floody Tomb is currently working on getting a single out there for y'all to consume as well as all the content that we already have on Definitely our... check it out because it's all know, quality stuff. You can find us at Floody Tombs on Spotify and all that jazz. And you can find uh, Sex Cult at Bandcamp, sadly. But go to YouTube and... Type in Sex Cult ATX to see that video. Or just follow us on say, the it's, fucking it's on our YouTube page. YouTube page. Follow! <laughs> I got 20 subscribers. Come on, people. Um, Step your game up. This is Primus's second most played song live. Nice. Huh? So no. Let's get into that. Them damn blue color tweakers backbone up.